Hello everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into EPW's Research Radio. I'm Rahul Bhise and today we'll be getting in conversation with Dr. Harish Vankhede. Dr. Vankhede is an assistant professor at Center for Political Studies at Jawaharlal Nehru University, New Delhi. He has written about caste, Dalit movement, Dalit politics in states of Maharashtra, Uttar Pradesh. Dr. Vankhede specializes in political theory, public institutions, secularism and social justice and cinema. He is a respected academician and has published several articles in the EPW journal. Today's podcast is based on the article Dalit Politics in Maharashtra that was published in the EPW journal on 21st of April 2012. Thank you so much for joining us sir. Thank you very much Rahul. It's a pleasure to be with you. Okay. So sir, uh, I read your article and my very first question to you is that uh, Maharashtra remained at the very frontal site of Dalit activism under the leadership of Baba Saheb Ambedkar as he visualized the Republican Party of India as a liberal mass-based political organization. But since its inception, that is in 1956, the party has struggled hard to make an impact over the electorate and was also dubbed as a neo-Buddhist party. Sir, how do you trace uh, this journey of RPI? Right. like uh, i will i believe that baba saheb ambedkar was uh, he was very clear that uh, it wanted to elevate he wanted to elevate the dalit politics from the narrow uh, uh, caste centric uh, association and thought that probably the scheduled caste federation is mainly about a certain caste centric issues and there is always need to to bring some kind of a secular entitlements with the party Uh, and therefore when he suggested that the new party's name will be republican party of india it was suggested that now the dalits have the capacity and courage not only to to raise their political concerns and issues but can also provide some kind of a, 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 a radical le- leadership to the other marginalized communities mainly uh, the the poor the working classes and the other other social groups uh, so with that kind of thought Uh, it was uh, it was suggested that dalits are now a kind of a bigger they have a bigger role to play in democratic politics and rpi will be the uh, the voice not only of the dalits but other marginalized communities uh, while making that particular particular arrangement it was also suggested that the political ideology will be based something around the buddhist ethics and buddhism will become the kind of a driving principle for the new ethical politics which is required as a kind of a crucial opposition to challenge the congress party uh, and through that you will find that buddhist symbols uh, and buddhist values are also become very much part and parcel of the rpi's mobilization at that part of time uh, and therefore with that kind of a connection uh, it was uh, soon become what they called the the buddhist party but it has not only stopped that uh, stopped there but it was also become what they called a mahar party in the later stage Uh, why it was it it has become like that because it was suggested that the 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 converted buddhist are mainly from one particular community mainly the mahars mm-hmm. and that kind of association mahar buddhist rpi association become a kind of a stereotypical alliance in which the rpi cornered as a as a as a as a mahar or a buddhist party uh, but it has that kind of a values which ambedkar thought are required for a new political party uh, and uh, buddhism will play an ideological role 
to promote and and promote a political party which is which should be distinct from the congress party or even for that matter the communist party uh, and therefore mm. buddhism uh, had a kind of a, a reflective agency to to play a new role uh, in into political political uh, 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 condition at that part of time and and uh, dr ambedkar was clear that uh, buddhism will have that particular um, role but just because of that kind of a conditioning that buddhism is associated with the mahars and with that association it was suggested that uh, rpi become a mahar party in the later stage hmm, hmm. Uh, but sir baba saheb also formed a party called as scheduled caste federation and uh, that party later turned into rpi so how do you differentiate between um, scheduled caste federation and rpi as i said that um, uh, with the making of the constitution the schedule the earlier the exentable already got the constitutional protection under the rubric of schedule schedule caste uh, and therefore it already become a kind of a constitutional entitlement for the exentables and therefore as a political force it sh- it should not be only uh, associate with one s- small community mainly the the untouchables in maharashtra and therefore to elevate the dalit possibility that they can also represent the non dalits they can also speak for the working classes for the other poorer sections that ambition was there vis-a-vis uh, vis-a-vis the republican party of india that ambition was not there with schedule caste federation because with the name of schedule caste it was a narrow party for the uh, uh, for for certain section of the community uh, post mm. uh, uh, republican uh, india i think ambedkar thought that now uh, because the constitutional protection is already there with the scheduled caste and scheduled caste need to play a major role in political processes and a secular role in political process uh, and through that it was suggested that rpi will have that kind of ambition that it will not be a caste centric party but a secular party uh, 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 um, mobilizing marginalized communities and poorer sections into uh, into a kind of a bigger opposition against the the ruling elites at that part of time and therefore mm. with that kind of possibilities rpi basically emerged as an alternative or a kind of extension or an elevation of the uh, schedule caste federation at that part of time hmm. yes sir so the the entire dalit community has a weightage in the maharashtra's politics and um, as we can see the electoral victory seems difficult without the dalit votes and it was the congress party which was the first to exploit this situation uh, with the rise of parochial right wing politics in the state the republican party of india formed a secular alliance with congress to keep the alliance of shivsena and bharatiya janata party out of power right. uh, the rpi led by ramdas athavle argued that the persistent failure of the congress party in accommodating the voices of dalits in its mainstream agenda forced him to choose the bete noir of the dalit politics right. which is bharatiya janata party how right. do you see this phenomenon where dalit parties are now part of the establishment and doing alliances with bjp a party yeah. that has staunch differences with the celebrated political ideals of the dalit movement right i think these questions has been been debated in a in a far better way in many other other spaces uh, but of course as i said that uh, being uh, the kind of a minority in uh, states population and if you in a demographic way if you check the dalit population in maharashtra small community and therefore forming an alliance was always imperative required uh, in maharashtra's politics and rpi actually did that but when it formed alliances with 
with Congress, it was had some kind of an ideological connectivity, some kind of a principal position vis-a-vis -vis Congress because of which RPA and Congress Alliance looked looked little human and better at that part of time. But uh, the 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 right-wing shift of certain Dalit leaders and certain Dalit parties in in Maharashtra appeared, of course, unethical because uh, there is no political camaraderie with the right wing. Uh, and more than more than that, I will suggest that it is the B, BGP strategies, the Bharati Janta Party strategy, to elevate their own um, uh, own political position, which, which which would suggest that it is somewhere keen to understand the question of Dalit emancipation, social justice in a better way, and to improve mm. their own name, to improve their own ideological format. That it is a right wing party. It's a it's an upper caste laden party to improvise and improve that particular stereotype. It was required that they can associate with the Dalits. And uh, uh, Ramdas Athole's inclusion in the right wing political uh, uh, strategy, or for that matter, uh, making an alliance with Ramdas uh, 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 Ramvilas Paswan in Bihar or Udit Raj in Delhi, for that matter, it had that kind of a strategic ways to deal with the Dalit identities at that part of time. Mm, so it mm. is a kind of a strategic uh, BJP's entry uh, by outsourcing certain Dalit's name uh, in alliance with the right-wing uh, right polit uh, politics. And mm. more importantly, it is not uh, not ethical in the, in the sense that they were not creating their own uh, organic leadership, Dalit leadership uh, within the right-wing or within the BJP, but they are mm. mostly outsourcing these leaders. Um, uh, and these leaders also basically become participant into that kind of strategic alliance with the BJP, uh, which I often called a kind of a vagabond, deviant, unethical way of dealing politics. Uh, mm. So, of course, in that kind of alliances, what you call the the uh, the um, uh, the compromise towards the Ambedkarite politics, the neglect of the political principles which were which were crafted and substantiated by Ambedkar earlier. I think there is a neglect of that ethical uh, principled nature of politics by these leaders and mm. they are basically playing in the hands of the right-wing politics uh, through mm. which they basically strategically utilize to uh, make the right-wing party's nature uh, as mm. a better party for Dalit emancipation. Uh, so it's right, uh, that so. kind of a complexity in which uh, the Dalits are basically often being uh, utilized by the right-wing. Right, so so what I can see here that it's also the lack of ethical consciousness from the Dalit leaders and also the behavior of right-wing parties to utilize these people and outsource the leadership. So right. I can make out of this answer. So talking about alliances, the alliance politics overtly represents the myopic vision of the Dalit leadership, not only yeah. in the case of Maharashtra, but throughout India. How do you yeah. analyze this phenomenon, sir? Right. As I said, that uh, making alliance is kind of a prerequisite for the Dalit population because of their small number, mainly uh, the minority status in state like Maharashtra, uh, and therefore forming an alliance is kind of compulsion. Uh, but uh, what uh, in other state happen, like the mainly in, in UP, I think the 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 imagination that Kanchanam offered to the Dalit politics was more than the political alliances. That like in Maharashtra, RPA and Congress formed an alliance for a very, very longer time. Uh, uh, BSP under Kanshina refused that kind of political arithmetic and suggested that the, the upliftment of Dalit politics will be based on social alliances. That Dalits will uh, be representing the 
the other marginalized and other uh, backward groups and in alliances with that there will be an imaginative category called bahujan will emerge and dalit will be representing or providing leadership to that particular uh, uh, new uh, identity so it was a very very imaginative phenomena that happened in 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 uttar pradesh and kanshram crafted that very meticulously uh, and therefore the alliance uh, political alliance problem was solved through this kind of what they call social engineering alliances that there will be social engineering between various communities they will have some kind of a, a camaraderie at the social level and in political force they will, and at the political level they will emerge as a political force what they call the bahujan force and in that bahujan uh, you will not simply eradicate your your caste identity but you will utilize that caste consciousness to build a formidable political alliance and can win the elections so somewhere uh, the 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 formula of alliances in up was distinctly dif- distinct uh, different from uh, the the formula which rpi was was crafting in maharashtra mainly forming an alliance with the political parties bsp suggested that alliances will be there but it will be social caste based alliances and that caste umbrella will create an identity called bahujan and under that that particular identity uh, one can topple the political power so it was a very very imaginative idea that up has uh, offered to mm. the politics right right so so i can see the up model couldn't be implemented in the state of maharashtra as you said right. so sir um, my next question to you talking about uttar pradesh uh, so the state is getting ready for the election and has the biggest population of dalits in the country bahujan samaj party has lost its relevance in the past term how right. dominant parties could play their cards to attract dalit voters in the election what is your take on it sir uh, so of course uh, bsp's vote share has come down from about 30% in 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 2017 to almost 23% in 2019 uh, it's a drastic change Uh, so one of the major strategy that the right wing party mainly the bjp has adopted is to play something called a cultural ro- political role uh, to bring ruptures within the dalit unity uh, suggesting that bsp has mainly benefited the jatavs and the other lower communi- lower caste within the within the dalit community have not been benefited with from the dalit uh, from the uh, from the bsp's assertion and even when the bsp was in power so that kind of a challenging message that bjp has crafted across and through that it was suggested that bsp is now been stereotyped as a jato party whereas the lower uh, dalits what they call the ati dalits are mainly mobilized by the bjp on certain cultural and symbolic roots uh, and through that a kind of a new alliances that the bjp is successfully forming with the non jatals and they became the kind of a new voters for the bjp in the recent times mm. this is a kind of a, 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 a analysis that has been provided by many mm. uh, and through that it was stereotyped that bsp is is not a kind of a, a party which which represent the bahujan but it mainly represent the scheduled caste within scheduled caste a kind of a subgroup called the jatals so that stereotype has been produced sincerely by the right wing forces for a very long time mm. and through that it was projected that bsp is a jato based party mm. uh, whereas the imagination of the bsp was beyond that it was suggested that jatos will of course be a significant force within the bsp but apart from that 
the other backward communities uh, including the minorities will all will be also uh, part of the the bahujan rubric and that alliance between uh, minorities other backward communities and dalits will form a significant political force mm. uh, that imagination was there but because of the right wing cultural strategies which i often wrote a machiavellian strategy mm. to bring ruptures and creating something called uh, jatavs as a other social enemy mm. uh, that has been produced by by bjp significantly and uh, the BG, bsp is facing that 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 turmoil that challenge and have very little option to challenge this kind of stereotype mm. and through that bsp is lo- losing it ki- in the kind of vote share which it had in the earlier elections mm-hmm. yes sir so this is established fact that bsp is going down the hill my question to you was uh, how dominant parties let's just say um, bjp or uh, congress or samajwadi party for that matter could play the cards to attract dalit voters in the state of uttar pradesh how that can happen we have seen a few candidates going to dalit people's house and eating along with them sharing the plates with them do this kind of things actually help in getting votes uh, that's very symbolic to suggest that right wing party is keen or or concerned about the dalit question and through such kind of a symbolic gesture they wanted to portray that the bsp is willing to at- attract dalits into its political platform that is of course uh, it's a long tradition that the right wing parties or even congress party has done uh, vis-a-vis the dalit question um that they wanted to attract dalits by showcasing some kind of philanthropist uh, uh gestures and this is just that kind of a gesture uh, but i think a up it will be again difficult uh, for the bjp to 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 uh, attract dalits at this particular part of time because of the the social and economic conditions like the bjp has of course mobilized the lower dalits uh, into its fold earlier by rupturing the dalit vote but uh, but the the benefits on any any indicator of development you'll find that the the lower dalits have not got any significant elevation in their socio economic or cultural condition they are still deplorable and in precarious state uh, and therefore though the the bsp bjp engaged with them and invited them to become part of the right wing force but on the actual material benefits socio economic conditions they still remain the same and this time probably uh, based on those values that B- bjp has not provided them any sub- significant or substantive welfare package probably the ek, uh, the the lower dalits will go back to their traditional parties mainly samajwadi mm. party or the bsp and probably uh, bjp will not be having Uh, much claim or the 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 uh, the, the dalit voters and therefore mm. probably uh, such kind of a gimmick strategies that bjp is now again uh, engaged into right right so talking about uh, right wing parties as we have seen the alliances has benefited mostly the right wing parties by winning seats from areas such as dharavi and siddharth colony in mumbai the trend also continues as the vanchit bahujan aghadi and aimm alliance benefited the uh, later party winning them aurangabad constituency parliament seat yeah the non dalit voters seldom cast their votes for dalit candidates yeah. what do you have to think what do you have to say about it right as i said that uh, there is always a trust deficit between the dalits and the other communities uh, dalits surely hoped that they can represent the non dalits and 
uh, and they have formed parties and campaigned for that particular particular on on that ideal but there is always a gap between uh, the 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 like for that matter in maharashtra the gap between the the mahars and the non mahars for that matter it was always suggested that uh, the mahars have voted for the dalit party but non mahars have not contributed enough to make uh, the 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 rpi or any other party significant to play a significant role in politics so uh, so of course there is always this tension that uh, dalits will transfer their vote to non dalits and make them a winnable candidate but this will not happen to the dalit candidates in general why because uh, the other communities hardly trust uh, the dalit voters that they can move beyond their uh, their caste conditioning and uh, work for the non dalits uh, so that that uh, limitation is always there vis-a-vis -vis the dalit candidates and often they fail to challenge that conditioning challenge that kind of rhetoric challenge that kind of uh, 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 very very narrow understanding about the leadership and based on that often dalit uh, votes for the other parties but the transfer hardly happens vis-a-vis -vis the dalit candidates uh, so that 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 trouble is kind of a perpetual trouble within the dalit politics right so you talk about this perpetual trouble and also you uh, mention that the trust deficit is there and right. uh, that has a lot to do with this entire thing talking about the issues uh, sir so you mentioned in the article that the dalit political movement in maharashtra under the leadership of various rpi factions seems to be recovering a short term dose for a disease that demands a sustained and total treatment Mm-hmm. so can you please explain what what disease we are talking about and what kind of long term solutions are there yes. for this disease right like uh, of course rpi uh, thought that they will they will come up with something called politics of social justice that social justice is not only a state philanthropic project to protect and uplift the dalit but there should be a political voice uh, for social justice and rpi thought that it will be representing that particular voice of social justice in in the political sphere mainly in democratic sphere um, and through that it was suggested that the dalits will not only be uh, mobilizing people on the issues of caste atrocities or or uh, uh, economic inequalities but will also force uh, the political elites to think that dalits should also become part and party uh, participate in many other political and socio cultural sphere uh, and through that the the larger domain of politics is open in maharashtra so though uh, the maharashtra dalit has not very powerful in political domain but cultural spectrum uh, the intellectual world or even for that matter the new economic class the new middle class that has the dalits have come up with that is a kind of a larger value through which dalit politics or dalit movement can be represented today so it is a diversified plural dalit consciousness that one can witness in maharashtra and this is the kind of a, uh, a way to deal with the dalit consciousness today that uh, it is not should not be narrowed down to the issues of uh, social uh, of reservations or caste atrocities but it is also an issue which which suggests that dalits are now improving or emerging as a political and social force and can can enter into multiple domains and can show their capacities and capabilities to lead those spheres like for that matter mm -hmm. uh, the arrival of what you called 
the Dalit media, the in Maharashtra at uh, per se, or the kind of intellectual community which is there in Maharashtra. Uh, so those kind of values are crucial, and therefore uh, a kind of uh, making uh, 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 institutions for that one public institution more democratic more participatory, more inclusive. That is the new yeah. social justice politics that Maharashtra has opened. Right, sir. So also, uh, I mean, just the way you said that Dalit is not a monolithic uh, community anymore and uh, they have various kind of classes among them as well and every class has their own issues. So when it right. comes to pointing out or answering the issues of Dalit, so we have to consider all of them. Rightly said, sir. My next question to you, sir, uh, although the political parties are getting benefited from Dalit votes, but the atrocities against Dalit and the entire community don't seem to go down. With right. such harsh realities surfacing almost every single day, how can Dalits hold these parties responsible? How can they right. negotiate for social justice? Right. How right. much bargaining power do they actually have in this kind of arrangement? Right. Now, of course, the, the social conditions for a lot many Dalits is still precarious. They still face those uh, the social troubles and, 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 uh, and issues of economic po poverty and other uh, uh, almost what you call the draconian social atmosphere in which Dalits survive. Uh, those issues are perpetually there with the, with the Dalit mindset. And it appears that the Dalit politics in Maharashtra per se or even the, the national politics little, appears little unaware of this uh, uh, terrible question that Dalits are facing every day. Um, but it is not, not only that politics uh, is uh, unaware and there, therefore there is no, uh, no mobilization or movement against the issues of caste atrocities. At every local level or um, whenever the, there, is a, there is a case of atrocities or other related issue of caste discrimination emerge at the public domain, you'll find that uh, the, the, the uh, Dalit social organization, mainly the local organization will will create some kind of noise around that and try to be, bring some kind of issues at the local level. Uh, and, uh, and at least in Maharashtra, it is not easy that the issues of catocities or issues of caste discrimination will be shed down or will be carpeted all the time. Uh, mm -hmm. There is a conscious uh, community around th th these issues and they try to mobilize uh, uh, people on the local level and try to contest the, 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 the people who perpetuated these atrocities and try to bring certain justice to, uh, to the victims. So at least mm -hmm. in Maharashtra, though the, uh, the question of atrocities and uh, the, the, the poverty of the Dalits has not took a, what you call political mainstream stand, but at the local and the social, at the social roots, I think there is a significant uh, force that Dalit uh, civil society has created and they, mm. and they often tackle this question in a very, very significant way and suggest that the victim should be provided with justice. So, uh, so its political amplification is not there, but there mm. is a social civil society uh, which amplify this question and try to bring justice to the victims. Right. So, so as you said, uh, the political parties or the political participants may not exactly have the bargaining power, but when it comes to Dalit civil society, they surely seem right. to have this bargaining power with them and Absolutely. they are keeping the main, uh, mainstream or establishment accountable for their actions. Right. right so. Uh, so, talking about power equations, we have seen various political experiences that have happened 
रिजल्टिंग इन यूनियंस लाइक भीम शक्ति शिव शक्ति जय भीम जय मीम सर दे ऑल सीम टू फेल मिजरेबली पोस्ट द इलेक्शंस राइटरी Uh, comfortable by forming these alliances, but the way it has happened in it Uttar Pradesh politics that there can be significant social alliances which will also reflect in political battles. Uh, that possibility is is uh, is has not been explored in in Maharashtra, where the the conscious Ambedkarite Dalits can uh, also participate and engage with. uh with the the uh, the other marginalized communities mainly the tribals and also try to to engage with the other backward communities on their issues of economic inequalities uh, that possibility has not been explored by uh, by the dalit party in a significant way um, mm. uh, probably uh, prakash ambedkar tried uh, in the kind of uh, imagination that he has cre- created with vanchit that is a significant uh, change that one can witness that mm. uh, there are people which are excluded and not been part of the mainstream uh, the vanchit bahujan aghadi tried to suggest that dalit politics has a responsibility towards the excluded communities which are vulnerable and powerless to bring mm. them into the power structure in, in into democratic and give them democratic voice so this mm. is a kind of a new change that prakash ambedkar has Uh, has uh, uh, invited in in Maharashtra's politics almost similar to what Kanshiram did uh, with the Bahujan idea, uh, but mm. here I think Prakash is uh, Prakash Ambedkar is more uh, uh, concerned ab- uh, with vis-a-vis those people who are continuously been been marginalized and excluded from uh, from pra- participating in public institutions, in political processes, in cultural affairs. Uh, these communities need some platform. and prakash ambedkar tried to create that platform through uh, vanchit bahujan aghadi and this mm. is a kind of a new new way of dealing with the dalit politics today so right as we get from the answer that uh, baba saheb's successor prakash ambedkar has experimented with his um, vanchit bahujan aghadi in the case of maharashtra right. so you talk mm. about the need to build assertive socio economic struggles over the questions of social emancipation and representative right. democracy under the independent leadership of socially marginalized communities but right such alliances prevent conscious engagement with other marginalized sections mainly muslims right. tribals and most backward classes in order right. to form a unified front against the political right. establishment which is dominated by social elites my question right. to you sir is what can be rpi's approach to increase its engagement with other marginalized sections what yes. measures can be taken by the party to inculcate the ethos of social emancipation and representative yeah. democracy in this case yes. right 
Uh, that paragraph was basically a criticism of RPS politics at that part of time. Mm. That mm. RPS failed to to operate on those lines. That there is a possibility that the Dalit party can also take the issues of class and economic poverty and can also mobilize uh, farmers and other working uh, working class sections. Uh, and of course, the other marginalized group like the tribals and the Muslims can also become part of the RPI alliances. Uh, but basically, the Dalit party failed to do that. That was a kind of criticism. And therefore, in the earlier answer, uh, earlier question, I also suggested that probably uh, uh, Prakash Ambedkar understood this particular challenge to the RPI. Uh, so of course, RPA, the the uh, the RPF factions, multiple factions are completely defunct today, and therefore there was a requirement of a new imagination and new political philosophy and new political forum to mm. engage with this question. And I think Vanjit uh, Bahujan uh, Aghadi is the kind of a platform which Prakash Ambedkar understood is required in today's time. Mm -hmm. uh, and through that, the issues of extreme marginalization, extreme poverty, extreme powerlessness, exclusion. Uh, that question become very, very crucial in mm -hmm. the mobilization strategies that Vanchit Bahujan Agadi has crafted in the recent time. Mm -hmm. uh, so there is already a new version of the Bahujan politics, Dalit politics, or kind of elevation of what RPI was doing earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, uh, Vanchit Bahujan Agadi is actually taking that lead mm -hmm. to improvise or to to provide new language to the Dalit politics. And I think that is a better future than what RPI or BSP was doing in Maharashtra. I mm. think uh, somewhere uh, Prakash Ambedkar understood the requirement of the current times and therefore the the coinage of term like vanchit is a mm. very, very imaginative term. Mm. And through that, a new kind of a political force is of course can be imagined. Mm. And uh, it has a kind of possibility that such politics, such ethical politics may become uh, successful in the coming days. Right, sir. So it will be really interesting to see how um, Prakash Ambedkar with his political experiments and evolution or the evolution of politics uh, could gather the votes in real time. Uh, sir, right. I, uh, we have discussed about the political, Dalit political activities in Maharashtra, but uh, mapping the Dalits on Indian political arena. So what do you think about it? Where are right. Dalit where are which are the locations which are the hotspots for dalit politics and which are the completely um silent regions according to you where dalit right. needs even more assertion right like like in late 80s uh, when bsp was emerging at the national scene uh, everybody was uh, was aspiring that probably there can be a national uh, Dalit voice and uh, BSP will have the capacity and possibility to connect uh, the diverse Dalit communities into uh, as a uh, in one voice and one platform and BSP can represent that particular platform. But soon we realize that uh, BSP become a state-centric party mainly um, uh, mainly Uttar Pradesh and the possibility that it can emerge as a significant party in Madhya Pradesh or in Haryana or in Punjab, that possibility is soon deflated. Um, whereas in Maharashtra, where the, the, the birthplace of Dalit politics, you'll find that 
uh, the Dalit politics again sidelined and the cultural and intellectual and the middle class politics become a very loud and significant force. Uh, so uh, you will find that UP and Bihar, UP and Maharashtra became the two major uh, major state where Dalit politics or Dalit movement has a very very important role that they offer to other other state. Uh, but we will also find that uh, in the southern state mainly Tamil Nadu with parties like Dalit Panthers party they are also making significant contribution in in uh, in kind of drafting a new image about the Dalit politics uh, mm. uh, in that particular state. Uh, in Andhra Pradesh, again, the, the new kind of mobilization that we can see at the grassroots level, mainly at the cultural uh, level, again, that is very significant. Uh, in Karnataka, uh, the, the, the enjoyization of the Dalit movement, for that matter, or the socio-cultural organization that have emerged in, in, uh, in Karnataka, they are also significant. So we have this very prominent two states Maharashtra and UP, which are loud and and provided some kind of directives that what should be the Dalit politics tomorrow uh, that these two states have done. Then we have this kind of emerging state which have some kind of significant and powerful political leaders and communities, mm. Andhra Pradesh and Karnataka and Tamil Nadu. And then we have this uh, North, North Indian state, mainly um, uh, West Bengal, Punjab, uh, and Orissa, where there is a significant Dalit population, like Bengal has the ma maximum number of uh, Dalit population. Um, mm -hmm. uh, in th these states, we are seeing that the Dalit consciousness, which is required to to for the arrival of a Dalit movement or Dalit political movement, will find mm -hmm. these all these three states are a little bit silent, or there is a neglig negligible presence of Dalit. Ambedkarite or a Dalit consciousness uh, in that real sense. So mm. we'll we'll see that these all these three states: Punjab, Bengal, Orissa, significant Dalit population, but uh, insignificant Dalit movement in these states. Mm. Mm. Uh, so such kind of mapping is available, and therefore probably the future of Dalit movement is not probably uh, on the making that there can be one single voice which can mm. represent such heterogeneous Dalit regional uh, aspirations but there can be some kind of federal arrangement like right. up mm. will have its own uh, arrangement of the Dalit politics and maharashtra can play its own role the way it is playing for a very long time and probably each state will can develop its own independent version uh, of its uh, of its cultural and political affairs and create a kind of a new dalit mo mobilization and movement at their independent way uh, so mm. so possibly possibility of having a sing single platform or a single party which can engage such a diverse group at one go which is, it appears difficult the possibility is that every state which ha can have its own independent political dalit assertion uh, and based on that assertion there can be certain camaraderie certain federal arrangement where uh, dalit parties can speak face to face each other and bring some kind of a uh, confederation of the dalit politics at the national level that mm. possibility i can see um, uh, and bsp and many other political parties has to play a significant role in building such kind of a federation that's right and that sounds even more democratic as well Every right. single state having their own Dalit uh, pressure groups or political parties, and they representing their demands 
over the national level rightly said right. so far we have discussed the topics such as rise of republican party of india its alliances with congress and later shifts in bjp uh, the bargaining power of dalit votes in the elections and what could be the remedies for poor performance of rpi and in the later stage the uh, discussion we also discuss about the locations on the indian map where dalit politics or dalit movements are actively performing and where they are very passive in nature i would like to thank uh, dr vankade for their time and the kind of uh, great discussions that we had i genuinely enjoyed it thank you so much sir thank you i am also very thankful for giving me time and uh, and asking me very very intelligent question thank you very much rahul okay sir i recommend everyone reading the article by dr vankade as it gives important information about the origin evolution of the dalit politics in maharashtra this article also points out the issues that are present in the dalit political parties such as dalit parties becoming the exclusive clubs i have shared the link to the article in the description of the podcast thank you so much for your time and patience i hope you liked our discussions do let us know what you feel about our discussion in our social media platforms such as facebook twitter and instagram in the next installment of research radio we'll be interacting with yogesh maitreya where he'll be discussing Namdev Dasar's new language and how it revolutionized the literature not only in Maharashtra but for the entire India. I'm Rahul Bhise and I'll see you in the next episode.